All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Sign to the YouTube channel, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, upvote, comment, join our subtext community. All of that would be greatly appreciated. All right, the eight or nine game question is going to be the main question for the Southeastern Conference at least for the next seven days. It could be for the next year, but at least for the next seven days. And it should be interesting. There's an article that was written by Ross Dellinger. Nine-game conference football schedule, field storming on the docket at SEC spring meetings, the contentious issues could alter the landscape of secondary rivalries. Think Ole Miss and LSU right there. Um, and future home games, leaving plenty to discuss in Destin, Florida. That um, home games is about field storming. They're talking about potentially taking away home games for storming the field. Weird situation, but that is what they're thinking about. Now, everybody is going to say this is about money. And, th- and this is something that's popped up in the last week or two, which I don't think is the case. Honestly, I think this is spin. Maybe it's posturing for ESPN, Okay. I, th- I know they want more money, but they knew about this situation whenever they took on Texas and Oklahoma, and now all of a sudden this is popping up as a thing, and it's only popping up in football, okay? So this feels like a little bit of a cash grab, a little bit, but it is very fair to say that it is not just about the money, said Kentucky President Eli uh, Capoloto, I think it is, as we are fixing to move... Uh, focus more on the student-athlete well-being, one has to understand the implications in the light of the new college football um, formats, playoff of the season. What does that mean in a bigger context of what we should consider? What does that mean for bowl participation, length of season? All of those things come first. Now, this is interesting. Now, if it is just about money and you want more money, the SEC has a stake in revenue that they get from the SEC network. You take that nine-game schedule and you put it on Thursday or Friday night and do an SEC game of the week again on top of the Saturday night, and all of a sudden you have revenue for spades. You can do that each week. You have 12 games. There's your extra conference game. Okay, this isn't hard. You've got a way to get more money, and you put situation to where your Saturday and Saturdays are not really messed up and just a Thursday night game. You can have a conference game every week of the season on Thursday night. You get that on SEC Network. People will tune in. I realize that, what is it, Amazon or whoever has a game. But on the SEC Network, people that want to tune into these games, people that want to watch SEC football will watch. That's a way that you can take those names, get nine games, that extra game, and make extra money on it, okay? That's important. As far as length of season, college football formats, yeah, the players are getting paid. I don't, I don't care. That, that doesn't concern me anymore. The stuff about having to treat them with kid gloves, no. The moment you start transferring immediate away, the moment you start um, making power plays and entering the portal to get more money, I, I don't really care anymore about the length of play and stuff like that for the student athlete. Honestly, you cannot get rid of the student thing because they're just athletes at this point um, in my mind. All right. We're not done though. There is more. As officials arrive Monday for this week's meetings, they are closer 
to resolution on the scheduling format. But that's not what many expected. Under consideration is a one-year temporary eight-game conference schedule in 2024 that will, at least for a year, preserve both primary and secondary rivalries. All right, golf clap there. The LSU game, if this gets passed, because I think this might be worst-case scenario, they might do this for a year and kind of kick the can down the road and try and get the nine game for 2024. I'm okay with that. It isn't about eight or nine. This is about preserving the games that I want to see. All right? And also allows you to save one of those games that you were going to have to cancel that could be a problem for a poor athletic department. Okay? Why eight? Capilotto's concern are echoed by many within the league. What's the impact of a ninth lean game on the athlete's health? That, that's BS. That's stupid. There's nine games being played in the Big 12, Big 10, and Pac-12. This is stupid. Okay, that's dumb. And an expanded college football playoff, that only affects just a few couple of players. Vanderbilt, that's obviously not a concern of theirs and probably will not be. A third question, though, has lingered and gone unanswered for a year. The extra money from which ESPN, which it is not contractually required to provide, more money for a ninth game. Okay? They knew this whenever they chose to expand. They knew that expanding would exasperate an already terrible scheduling model to where, I don't, was it Georgia or Tennessee or whatever has not been to College Station, something like that, in a decade or more? Our, our schedule for the last 10 years has been absolutely terrible, abhorrent. And they knew what ESPN was willing to do. And we heard about this whenever they were spinning how it was a good deal, how ESPN was going to pay more for Texas and Oklahoma. You remember that? ESPN was going to pay more? Well, you're getting a large contract now. Large. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. They boosted up the money for Texas and Oklahoma. Might be an eight-game rate, but they boosted up that money. You knew what was going on. It doesn't take Einstein to see how the schedule was going to be a problem. This needs to happen not for ESPN, not to make more money, but to make it work. And honestly, in 2024, it should start. Even if it's happening at a loss, you should do it in good faith for a company that's struggling, struggling revenue-wise and doing layoffs and things like that, where you're not going to get that money. Give that money back to the fans, essentially. Have a game on Thursday night or Friday night that is broadcast on the SEC network, a network that you get part of the proceeds for. And that is a way you can get more money for it and also increase the visibility for that network. So without the incentive of additional revenue from the network, more than half of the league 
is in support of remaining at eight games for the first year that Texas and Oklahoma begin play in 2024. The expectation is that ESPN, in the midst of layoffs, will not commit to additional revenue for the ninth game, at least not now. They, they absolutely won't. The temporary one-game model is a placeholder for a potential nine-game schedule to start in 2025 if ESPN enhances the deal. Here's the deal. ESPN doesn't need to enhance the deal. You can enhance the deal by putting another piece of premium content on the SEC network. If you get ESPN just to agree to do that, it's like, yes, one game a week. We will give the SEC network for that game the third pick of the week. Make it a premium game. Make it a game that people want to tune in for. You can get your revenue that way instead of it guaranteed from a check that's not going on. In an old-fashioned, American-style way, you can earn it. You have the content. Give it to the SEC network. Let it work. Seriously. But when you look at what's going on, the eight-game temporary schedule, as long as the LSU game is preserved to go with the MSU game, I'm okay with that. If they just kick the can down the road, I am fine with that. But after one year, if they kick it down again to where the scheduling just gets jacked up again, the way it has been for the last decade, I will have problems with it to where they did it on purpose. Because at this point, now I don't want to, you know, speak out of turn or speak out of school, but at this point, doesn't it kind of seem like they're kind of extorting ESPN? With what's going on at Fox and NBC and CBS, they kind of see that. They're trying to make their grab to get as much as they can, which I don't blame them. That's kind of their job, but that's kind of what that feels like. Money-wise, we'll see exactly what happens. But this temp solution for an eight-game season, I would be okay for one year. One year. By next Destin, you've got one year to get it figured out. Next Destin. The 2025 schedule needs to come out at nine games. It needs to come out with the permanent rivals the way it is. It needs to come out for the conference. It needs to honestly come out for college football. Because let's be honest about this for a second. This is what we want as fans. And I will gladly speak for most Joe football fans. Not, not, we want the easiest thing possible because 10 and 2 with a victory over Indiana State is better than 9 and 3 with a loss over Georgia and I do I've had those comments that's absolutely weird but I want nine conference games I want Mississippi State LSU and Auburn or Vanderbilt hey if you want to change it around give us Tennessee as full-time rivals okay I want a Power 5 game that is required, where 10 games are required at the Power 5 level. Nine conference games and the USC game. That's 10 games. And then you have an FCS game, because I want that FCS game to be stayed and taken care of. Some people are going to want to get rid of that one. I want to keep that game, because it is their whole budget, those buy games. Football, college football essentially dies without those buy games. So I do want to keep those buy games, unless you want to move them to the spring game. That's an interesting thought as well. And I want one G5 game, American, Sunbelt, all of those, just alternate them back and forth. But if you do that, you have a schedule that people will show up for. 
The Grove will be packed. Think of what the second half of the college football season looked like at Ole Miss compared to the first half in the stands. That's the difference I'm talking about. That is the difference. Have self-confidence that you can get it done. And honestly, if it's there to where it has to happen, you're going to build. You're going to do whatever you can to compete, more so than being complacent over playing Indiana State. Anyway, just a weird thing. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first. Listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we will continue our previews. We talked about quarterback rankings today. We're going to talk about running backs tomorrow. Yes, running backs. Also, we will continue to keep you updated on the 8-9 and game conference schedule as more news comes out because more will, I guarantee. It's going to be like the dead ceiling, if we're going to be honest. I think there's a chance that we could have a nine-game playoff by the end, a nine-game season by the end of this week. Just kind of is what it is. We'll see you tomorrow. Hotty toddy.